Hello and welcome back to Little MB. First off, <coughs> sorry about that last episode. I just, I don't understand why friendships have to suffer and even be lost over a vaccination. When, back in the day when we'd have a discussion, he asked me if I was getting the flu vaccine, I'd Every time, I'd say no. I'd say, well, there's a chance it's going to give it to me, and there's a chance it's going to be the wrong one, and there's a chance that I'll get it anyway. It's like, I'd rather just roll the dice and take my chances. And he was strangely comfortable with that. But now, all of a sudden, with all the lies that the government is so blatant about, so blatant in the media, I just... I don't understand why people can't acknowledge, you know what, we don't really know all we need to know. And especially with the vaccine that's gotten an emergency use pass. This hasn't gone through any testing, any safety. It's being tested now on the population. And I'm not going to take it, plain and simple. That being said, instead of turning this into some kind of freaking COVID shit, there is a recent podcast that will give you the information and statistics and everything you know or need to know or most of. It, and what it doesn't, it gives you food for thought. And I do not, the thing is, is I'm not sitting here trying to support the Joe Rogan podcast, but the fact is, as popular as he is, he gets people in that there's no way in hell I ever get, you know, I'll never be that popular. Go check out, it's episode 1747, it's Dr. Peter A. McCullough. At the very beginning, the guy gives his list of credentials. A list of credentials that any other time you would say, holy shit, this dude knows what he's talking about. Maybe I ought to listen. So go do that. Go check that out. It's long. It's a long podcast. It's almost three hours long, but it's worth it. Check it out. The dude knows what he's talking about. You can tell by how he discusses things. He gets into the statistics of things. It's worth it. So before I forget and have to put it off again, there's all this shit about college loan forgiveness. Fuck off. People are, the main thing people are upset about is, is if you file bankruptcy, your student loan is not included in that. Here's the thing about this. If you quit paying on the loan for your car, they can come take your car. You quit paying your mortgage. They can come take your house. They cannot take your degree. They cannot take what you have learned. 
I mean, do, do you understand that concept? It, that's why. So if you're going to roll the dice thinking that an education's what you need, then live up to it. You know, back in the day, like in the 60s and 70s and shit like that, dudes were working. Look at Stephen King. He's a perfect example. That motherfucker had a side job working in the cafeteria at the university he was going at to help pay for his schooling. You know? And he's not an exception to the rule. That is, That was the rule. So this idea that you should just be able to freaking... Uh-uh. It's an advanced education for a reason. There's a certain amount of education, yes, we're entitled to. And personally, I think high school takes it too far. I think there needs to be some kind of testing to see where people's skills lay. And it doesn't have to be at the end of eighth grade. Give a year or two of high school. See where their grades are, what's going on. And, I am, and I'm a perfect example of you saying, well, guess what? You keep talking about how you've only passed eight or nine classes in high school. Then you got a, when you pulled your head out of your ass, you got a 4.0 through junior college. You went to a private university that's well-renowned and got a double major. Yeah, that can happen. But see, there's testing that can pick up on that kind of stuff. There's testing that can pick up on, hold on, this dude, and I'm not saying that I'm super smart, so don't take it that way. I applied myself and applied hard. And I was going on four hours of sleep to do it because when you're visually impaired, you do not read as fast as other people. It just does not happen. And then when you start adding, like with one of my degrees, economics, and you start adding graphs and shit like that, that I had to, I can't, I can't tell you the number of migraines I suffered through looking at fucking graphs for econ. But it's what I wanted, it's what I did. But there's testing out there that can say, hold on a minute, this kid's grades is kind of shit. And yet, he, he seems to be, according to this exam, extremely intelligent. So you can pick up on that and say, you know what, I just don't think we're challenging this kid. Let's challenge him. You know, so it, it's not just, if you're getting bad grades, you're going to wind up digging ditches. But guess what? I know people that are perfectly happy digging ditches. And it's not that it isn't hard work. It's not that they don't sit down with a grunt and groan. But I mean, fuck. We need ditch diggers too. That's part of the problem we're having in this country now. Is this entitlement that everybody in this country is too good for every fucking job that isn't making six figures a fucking year. This bullshit started back in the 90s with NAFTA. It's, it took power away from the worker. 
So all you Democrats that want to think otherwise, you can start off by blaming Bill Clinton because he started with NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement. Look the shit up. Look it up. There were all kinds of strikes that would go on and on and on. And people would, that were union, would bitch about scabs that would go in to do their jobs while they're striking. Well, guess what? Why wouldn't a company hire somebody that's willing to take less to do the same job? That's why minimum wage is a load of shit. Why should a company have to pay you $8 an hour, for an example, if somebody is willing to just get their foot in their door by accepting seven? Is that ideal? No, but guess what? That'd be perfect for somebody in high school or just out of high school that wants to get a little bit of job experience on their frickin' application or on their resume. It'd be perfect for that. But the North American Free Trade Agreement, meaning that there is no tariffs or taxes on goods that cross the borders between here and Mexico and Canada. That's, that's what it means. There's no taxes, no tariffs, no nothing. And guess what? That's why Galesburg turned into, and this isn't talking about the people themselves, this is just the town, has turned shitty. It's gotten run down because there isn't any money there anymore. Yes, there's a couple people that got money. You know what I'm saying. Before, you had Whirlpool and Maytag, both in Galesburg, Illinois. Both of them. NAFTA goes through, and guess what? They ship their factories south of the border. I do believe they've brought them back since, but they didn't bring them back to Galesburg where there's unions. If they brought them back to the U.S., I guarantee you they're in a state that don't have unions. And it destroyed the economy of Galesburg because it, at one point in time, in the 80s and 90s, was an extremely nice town because you had all these union employees and shit like that. Well, guess what? We're going through the same issues now because we've shipped so much shit overseas. And for those of you that don't like Trump, once again, I don't either. If he was somebody that we could keep behind a closed door somewhere to help make economic decisions and sign off on shit, great. He's not somebody that should be heard publicly. But he was trying to put a stop to all this extremely crazy foreign trade that we got with Asia. You know, there, there's no way an iPhone, and I have an iPhone, I'm recording on an iPhone right now, but there is no way in hell an iPhone, this iPhone of mine, should have cost 1200 fucking dollars with the slave wages that the people in China are getting paid to manufacture them. And those of you that want to talk about so righteously about all this kind of shit and how fair and unfair things are, think about this. Think about the minerals that are needed for these smartphones 
what is it, the Congo? Or That's one of the places. I think Afghanistan's another one. Gee, wonder why we're there. We're there. Either way, kids as young as seven get started, apparently. This is just information I get sometimes. It's not like... It's not like I've been there and seen it myself. But apparently kids as young as seven digging in the ground with sticks to find these minerals that are needed for smartphones, for the technology on smartphones. And this isn't just me trying to reiterate something that St. Rogie has talked about on his podcast, but it's still a fact. We don't have anything comparable in America as far as a cell phone made in America by Americans through an American supply chain. Nothing comparable. So think about that when you want to sit and bitch about how unfair things are. Because while you're sitting on your fucking smartphone talking about the injustices of life, why don't you stop and think about the fucking slaves that have dug up that shit that is making it possible for you to do that. The TPP that Trump got us out of, Biden put us back into, that's part of the fucking problem. And we're having shortages now because trade is shit now because of COVID and all this other kind of crap. Well, guess what? We don't have... Everything we need in America to do this shit. We don't have the factories needed. Microchips is just one of the examples. I get into it tooth and nail with other quote-unquote economists, people with econ degrees, because... Economically speaking, in economic theory, keep that word in mind, theory, global economics is the way to go. That is what's going to give the most perfect competition for anything and everything. However, the reason it does not work, and I will fight in tooth and nail for this, is because it's not a fair playing field. It's got to be a fair playing field. It's not a fair playing field when Apple can send their shit to be built in China where people are getting $2 an hour for wages and people in America can't compete with that. There's no way to compete with that. So, no, global economic, until China quits purposely devaluing their own dollar, and they do this because it makes it cheaper to buy from them than to have people build shit in their own countries. And what do we know about China? They don't give two fucks about their people. They don't care about their people. And so they're able to devalue their dollar because the way their economy has exploded, there's no way their dollar should not be worth the same as ours. Or at least close enough that by the time you got done with shipping, 
across the sea and tariffs and taxes, which I'm saying both because a lot of people don't know that tariffs are just taxes on imported goods from other countries. There'd be no way those factories would be in China if it was a fair playing field. Not anymore. Maybe to start out, because they weren't in the best economic shape when this crap started. But, and hey, I've ordered stuff from China. I ordered myself a Marine Corps blanket. So Semper Fi on it. Got the Eagle Globe and Acre. Uh, it was the only one I could find that fit my king-size bed. Guess what? I got it from China. It was the only place to get it. Least ways that I could find. You know, it's... You got to look at the whole picture. And people don't do that. You know, it's... You, you will not find somebody that is really in to what is going on in the black community. Fred Hampton Jr. is one of them. Uh, Brad Jordan and Willie Dennis, William Dennis from uh, the Ghetto Boys. There are a couple others. They're not, they don't stand up for Obama. They never have, they're not going to. Because guess what? He didn't do shit for the black community when he was president. They know it better than anybody, you know? And what's the deal? They're able to, and I'm not saying I agree with everything that those guys do, because I definitely don't. I agree with a lot. I love listening to their podcast, The Ghetto Boys Reloaded. I love listening to that because it's a different perspective. You're getting to hear where other people are coming from. And it's, I think that's important. And some of the shit that I... It's hard to explain because it's like, you know what, I don't necessarily agree with their outlook on this, but I can definitely see where they're coming from. You know, back in the day, Chris Rock had a joke about O.J. Simpson and that. Like, like after the trial or during the trial, whatever. <laughs> and he talks about O.J. seeing this dude driving some fancy car, Ferrari, whatever, that he had bought. And that his wife got in the divorce and he's seeing some other dude driving it. And he's like, you know, I'm not going to say I agree with what OJ did, but I understand. You know? And <laughs> it makes sense. So it, it's one of those things that you don't have to agree with somebody to be able to understand where they're coming from. But people don't want to stop and take a bigger picture. I don't like the fact that I can't get a job around here where my parents are so I can make a living while I help take care of them. I don't like that in the sense that it's because I'm blind. It doesn't matter my job experience. It doesn't matter, you know, my education. People aren't going to take a chance because I'm blind. And when you got other people lining up that aren't blind and they don't have to worry about it, who do you think they're going to hire? And, and But this is, the, this is the thing. I understand why 
because blind people as a whole are lazy fucks. I just got done dealing with this bullshit again. With this technology. Freedom Scientific. It's a goddamn monopoly over computer technology that blind people need to be able to use a computer. And they have it set up so fucked up that a blind person can't fucking do it. And when you talk to their managers, I get two cocksuckers that are like, well, I'm totally blind and I can do it. It's like, asshole, you have to be able to do it. It's your job. So don't give me that shit. It's like, I've logged fucking trees. I've changed plumbing. I've installed sinks. I've tied in existing water lines. I've dug ditches. I've fucking helped re-break a horse. Fucking bailed hay. Can you do any of that shit? Why not? I can. I'm blind. Fuck you. You know, it pisses me off. And they're so goddamn lazy when it comes to shit. I finally just told them, you know what? I'll do what I can to make do. Give me my money back. Because I, they talked me into just paying a little bit for the licensing, and it made sense. Because the, to buy the program is so expensive that by doing the licensing agreement, you're, I'd have to, it'd be nine years before I equaled buying, you know, paying as much money as actually buying it to own it. But it was such a mistake because the deadline came up in, for my Zoom text. So I get the email, I go in, pay for it, you know, because it expired December 13th was the last day I could use it. And guess what? It didn't update my shit. It didn't update it. And they're like, well, well, if it didn't just do it automatically, you need to go into the portal. And don't worry, ZoomText has a thing where you can use it for 40 minutes for free. One of their fucking salespeople, I was like, 40 minutes wasn't enough. And she's like, oh, I know. And I was like, you know what? Give me the money back. She's like, well, I'll transfer you to somebody at tech. I was like, no. I started with somebody at tech, told them my problem, and they sent me to you. You're not sending me back. I was a CSR. That was my first job out of college, CSR. And I heard what motherfuckers were doing. Well, you need to, if they didn't want to deal with something, they just transferred, transferred you. Sometimes a transfer is required. I get it. But you're not going to play this game where I'm sitting on hold all goddamn day just because you don't want to deal with the fucking issue. Give me my money back. Now I even called Darren LaHood's office. Got into it with some jerk off there. It's like, well, I ain't no lawyer. I was like, dude, it's a monopoly. Teddy Roosevelt was the first to take a stand against those. He's like, oh, I know. We, you know, we busted up AT&T. I was like, all right, so don't tell me you don't know what the hell I'm talking about. What it amounts to is there's just not enough blind people for a politician to give a shit. That's what it amounts to. And Darren LaHood's office does do some good work. I ain't going to say they don't. They do actually do work for the people, believe it or not. I'm having issues because of the disability I'm on, and those dumb fucks at the Social Security office, they wouldn't quit paying me my disability while I was working. And then after I had to quit and come home, now they're docking my disability to get their money back, which is fine. I don't care. Even though it sucks 
giving up 180 some dollars a month, I don't care. Because guess what? I consider it to be a blessing to begin with. You know, I don't feel entitled to disability just because I'm blind. But the problem is, is Social Security, somebody there, I have an idea who, because it's the same cunt that's always given me problems throughout. She's, she does her best to try to, like, screw people out of benefits. They turned in the income they gave me while I was working to the IRS, and the IRS once fucking paid. They want their taxes. And it's like, okay, here's the deal. If you want the taxes, fine, I'll pay the taxes. But that means you quit taking this money back. Because if you're taking the money back, then it's not income. So that's, that's why I originally contacted LaHood's office. And they're working with me to see what they can do. So they do actually do good work. But when it comes to other shit, because taxes affects everybody, but guess what? Blindness don't. Re like being dependent upon a company like Freedom Scientific that has bought JAWS, they've got Fusion, they've got Zoom Text, they've got other shit that I don't even know about because they go around buying up all these fucking companies. And nobody stops it because nobody gives a fuck. You know? It, but this is something I dealt with with this job I had. There was two people other than myself which didn't even make up 50% when I got the job at the Arsenal. Not even 50% who actually put forth effort and tried. There was three of us that tried. And guess what? The others were nothing but entitled sons of bitches who thought that they should just be handed something because they're fucking blind. They talked all kinds of shit about what they could do and how much better they were than all the people with eyesight. But then when they fucked something up, they couldn't own it. Well, they expect us to see everything. It's like, you know what? Shut up and get away from me. And guess what? There was a mistake or two I made because I didn't see something. But guess what? That was on me because I didn't take the time either. There was a time crunch. I rushed. And guess what? I had to go back and redo it. You know? I fucking owned it. And it's not, I guess, that, that's a problem with all people. But it's when you're in a class like I am, I know black people that are the same way, that feel the same way about other black people. Because guess what? There's black people who feel entitled for no reason other than the fact they're black. And they don't try. And the black dudes and women I know who do try, it pisses them off. It, it's embarrassing to them. Just like it was embarrassing to me with other blind people. When you're in a different class, it's more noticeable. It, if you're speaking strictly because of race, like white, me being white, I don't care. You either work and put forth effort, and hopefully you can succeed, because just because you work hard don't mean... You're going to have success at everything. That's another misinterpretation people have of the American dream. But 
you know, just, just as a regular white dude, it's like, you know what, either you're lazy and you don't deserve anything or you work hard and you've earned what you got. And the thing is, is no matter what race people are or disability people are, that mindset's still there. But when you're a member of a quote unquote special class, like being blind, when you see that laziness or excuses coming out of blind people, it pisses you the fuck off. And with Freedom Scientific, they don't want to help you. They just want to rub it in your face. Well, I can do it. Well, bully for you, motherfucker. I guess, guess what? You're lucky that we can't meet in person. Because if you'd say that to my face, you'd get the beating of your goddamn life. And I've, I've waited, this, it's been a couple of days since I had this issue. Because I wanted to calm down as much as possible before I talked about that. Because Tuesday, when I dealt with that, it enraged me to a point to where if Freedom Scientific was located here in good old Washington, Illinois, <coughs> excuse me, I'd have been taking a walk. And I'd be sitting in the who scout right now. Because I'd have walked right in through their front doors and started whooping everybody's ass that I could get my hands on. And knowing I was outnumbered, I'd have gotten the back end of one of our old pool cues and taken it with me. That's how angry I can get with other blind people when they don't want to try. The last, the last thing that was said between me and the sales lady, she's like, is there anything else? Because she knew. And she knew what she was doing. And I was like, well, unless you can uh, tell the managers there, I said to F off, no. And she left like, sorry, I, I, I can't do that. And I was like, didn't think so. Good day. And I hung up. You know, but even now, now I wouldn't walk through their front doors and start whooping ass, but I'll tell you what, if I met one of those guys in person, I would beat their ass. And say, why are you such a pussy? I'm blind and I'm not. Oh my God. It, I tell you, it's, it can be hard. It can be damn hard at times. Because you know what people think of your class of people. You know what people think of it. At the Rock Island Arsenal, when I was working there, there was a lady who happened to be black that sucked at her job. Wore all kind like she'd put perfume on at her desk three or four times a day. 
And this is a big room of cubicles, so it's not like it was just in her little private area. In her office, she'd have... She had three or four boyfriends that she on the government phone. She was having sexual conversations to where people around could hear. People tried to be diplomatic and say, hey, could you not do that? She basically said, fuck off. So they actually filed a complaint. She said, oh, it's just because I'm black. So she got transferred, got a bump of pay, and guess what? Every black person that was there, other than her, and one other dude that was no different than her, but the the rest, my God, dude, they were so depressed. This sergeant that I dealt with, I was like, dude, I already know what's bothering you, and let it go. That ain't you. He's like, you don't get it. I was like, you think I don't? I was like, I go through the same thing. And he had to come to me later on. When this fat piece of shit that I worked with was pulling the same shit because he was screwing up. And it was just because he was being lazy. And then wanted to blame it on being blind. He had to come to me later and say, dude, remember what you told me? And I was like, I know, man. And (laughs) and he just laughed. He's like, yeah, I get it. He's like, I get it, brother. And I was like, all right. It, it sucks, and it and it's even more so in the government because the government, they they really don't care. If you can fill a quota for them, they're gonna hire your ass. And there's a saying, it's one of the most disturbing things. When around around the time that I got fired, I was catching my ride home, and the guy that was driving the short bus just this hell of a nice guy. First name was Mark. One of the nicest guys you'd ever wanted to meet. And he had worked on the island for 39 years in uh, weapons assembly, like rifles, shit like that. And he's like, he's like, man, I'm going to tell you something. There's a saying on this island, fuck up, move up. Because it takes so much to fire somebody that it's easier to just promote them and get them the fuck out of the way. And that's what he said. And it, and it was the truth. And it wasn't just that government installation, that army base in Rock Island. It was the same thing when I was in Milwaukee. The majority of the people that had the management positions were people that didn't know what the fuck they were doing. So they put them... They, they had the power to sign off on shit. That's what they had. So they put those guys and gals in those positions. And don't get me wrong, it's not all of them. They still had one or two uh, contracting officers that knew what the hell they were doing. But the majority didn't. Majority didn't. And I mean, this this job was regional. The one in Milwaukee, it was regional. So it wasn't just there. It was Chicago, uh, you know, with the VA. We were part of the same district or region or whatever as the ones in Chicago. I think even maybe Ohio. I don't remember them all. But either way, there were certain people that 
the contractors are just like, my God, have you had to deal with so-and-so? And you just hear a groan. Because the guy was such a jackass that didn't know what he was doing, and yet he was a contracting officer. You know, it, it's ridiculous. Because you're scared to death when you're in a class. You're scared to death that that's going to happen with somebody in your class of people. Me being blind, if somebody that was blind got promoted just to get them the fuck out of the way and they still screw shit up, it affects other blind people because we know that that is going to project a stereotype. That this is the way all blind people are. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of men and women out there who understand that one person does not fulfill an entire group of people. There's those, of the, there's those who are out there who are smart enough to know that. But there's a lot who don't know that. There's a lot who don't. And it makes it hard for everybody else who wants to try. I already said the first job I had, it was a FINA. I don't even know what the hell it's called now. But after my training, one of the head managers that was on the floor brought me in. And it was to the point to where the two managers he brought in to get his back Ended up telling me later, you let me know if you want to take this to court, because that was bullshit. And knowing me the way I am, you wouldn't believe how cool I played that shit, because he's sitting there telling me that I couldn't do the job because I was blind. And I said, sir, I've got a double major from Bradley. Do you know what economics is? Do you understand the amount of graphs and things like that? And I said, I didn't get by through the skin of my teeth. I pulled good grades. Well, we've had other blind people come through here before that thought they could do it. I said, I don't know what to tell you about that, sir. I mean, he was so rude and disrespectful, it was ridiculous. Because he, and I, this is how good it was. You can tell by talking to this guy that he grew up with a speech impediment. You can tell by how careful he is when he says certain things. You could tell by how when he'd start getting excited about something, he'd start, he would be right at the very beginning of starting to stutter and he'd stop himself, calm himself, and then speak. He had every characteristics of somebody that grew up with speech impediments. <laughs> you know, it was so hard for me not to say, you, you've got speech impediments and yet you made it on the floor out there. I mean, obviously I didn't do that, but you would have thought he'd understand. Because guess what? There are certain people with speech impediments who never do get control of that and learn how to deal with it much less deal with it in a manner to where you could have a job answering phones 
and talking people through technical issues with their televisions and crap like that. You know, it's, but he got it in his head, you know, and as it came, we've had blind people. As it turned out from what those other two managers told me, they had one. And after two weeks of being on the floor, it was two weeks of training, I believe it was, either two or three, no more than that. And then two weeks on the floor. After two weeks on the floor, same man came to me and, he's, and he said, hey, can you do me a favor? And I was like, what do you need? And he's like, log out. He's like, don't worry, I'll manipulate the timesheets or whatever so you don't lose money. But uh, I need you to log out because there's a big meeting that we all have to be at and we got a training class and you know what you're doing with the such and such company's app that we're using. And I was like, all right. So I'll give him that at least. But the fact is, he still let his preconception potentially lose an employee that was decent. And I didn't keep the job long. I kept it six months. It's, it's, it was not a job for me. And the thing is, is I, you know, I didn't lose my temper with people. But there were certain things that, I'll just go ahead and tell it real quick. It ended up that I started working from home. I got business class internet and all this other kind of stuff because they were not getting my technology on their computer. So I was like, look, I have the technology on my computer. Can you set it up? Because I, I don't do anything on my computer. You know, at the time I was like, I maybe go on Facebook. I'm blind, so I don't watch porn, you know, so you don't have to worry about that kind of crap. So I started working from home. Well, guess what? There'd be issues, and if you're working from home and you have to log off because of technical issues with either your computer or internet or whatever, you had 45 minutes to get into the office. Well, first off, their office was a little over 45 minutes away from me. It was on the west end of Peoria. Second off, I can't drive. So I would have to find a ride and stuff. So I started getting docked a lot because there was a point in time where there were issues not only with Comcast, there was issues with their shit. And it doesn't matter whose fault it is. You got to show up to punch in and just sit there if that's the case. And I was like, look, this is BS. I talked to the guy in HR. I was like, this is BS, plain and simple. And I was like, why don't I make it easier on everybody and quit? And he's like, and, and he sighed because he knew it was going to be a problem. Because I, it was either, look, I'll walk away, try to find a different job, Or I'm going to go to the fucking mat on this because it's BS. So it is what it is. But either way, like I said, you notice it more when you're in a certain class of people. It's no different if you happen to be obese. If you're fat or obese. And it's because of a medical reason. 
you get lumped in with everybody else who just happens to be lazy. Who doesn't want to eat right, who doesn't want to exercise in... Because I know a couple people in that position who they can exercise all day long and they're not going to lose weight. Some of it has to do with thyroid. Some of it has to do with uh, a medication they've had to take. You know, I I got one friend, uh, she's an older friend, but they put her on an antidepressant and she just ballooned up. And so she quit taking it. And she, the, the, the doctor said, hey, that's not a good idea. She said, hey, this was to help with depression. Look at me. You, how do you fucking think I feel right now? And it didn't matter what she did. She, hell, she walked everywhere at the time. You know, so it was a side effect of the medication. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I would tell you to let me know what you think, but hell, nobody nobody does. So, <laughs> you, you might, I, I'm going to take that as a sign that you agree with me. But I've been going 45 minutes now. I'll leave it at that. If you do have any questions, comments, concerns, want to come on here and talk about, you could talk about anything you want. You know, don't care. Uh, hit me up. It's littlemb6580 at gmail.com. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-M as in Mike. B as in Bravo, 6580 at gmail.com. Till next time, y'all take care.